welcome back to the show that refuses to give even one minute to the sweaty hot dog man. It's ProGrapplers. Introducing first, I am appearing on one maligned brand to swerve you when I show up on a show you actually like. I am amazing, Jason Sigler. And my opponent, he is still not convinced that everyone hates him, despite the fact that he keeps ruining matches everyone is otherwise really into. He is Steve, the shit kicker, Shinny. Is that another way of saying I'm the sweaty hot dog man? He ruins everything he touches, not just matches. No, I, you're a Jackson Riker. From one NXT. The colonial NXT, as you called it. Yeah, but I, I still don't know who that is. You don't know who Jackson Riker is? He showed up at the end of the match on NXT and ruined it. Oh, that guy. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> the, for, the forgotten of the forgotten sons. <laughs> All the forgotten sons are forgotten. It's in the name. Yeah. All right. Yeah, those guys. Okay. And he also showed up at Takeover and ruined that match and just started throwing ladders at people and yeah. That so was cool. It it wasn't as bad there. It just it would have been fine without his presence. And uh, but I mean, more ladders the better. That's that's ladder matches are like hamburgers. The more hamburgers that show up to your hamburgers, the better it is. The more ladders that show up at your ladder match, the better it is. The more hamburgers that show up to your hamburgers. I like that. That's yeah, yeah. Like like a, a triple patty. That Now we're talking. Four patties. Get in my belly. That is a theme restaurant just waiting to take off. Hamburgers on hamburgers. What that's, do you want? You want hamburgers? Juds. How many patties <laughs> do you today want? Today I learned nothing I can tell you about. Oh, gosh. You just keep on paying us for patties, and we will just keep putting them on until, well, <laughs> until you stop paying us. It's a... T- it's a... It's a... Uh, yeah, flinch situation. Like, okay. You can literally do that at any restaurant. If you go to a burger place and say, hey, and if I pay you an extra dollar, will you put an extra patty on there? They'll say yes, or some other figure. But I was going to say, I don't think a dollar would do it. It depends on the place. But yeah, that's that, that, that sounds like a game of chicken you can play with the employees at any fast food <laughs> restaurant. <laughs> I want a quarter pounder. No, no. A half pounder. No, no. A three quarter pounder. I would like a five pounder, please, sir. I don't know why, but both of us, instead of going to Pounder, just went to Five Pounder. And not like three, not seven, <laughs> five. That was the number that I was going to say. So that's a... There you go. It's, it's kismet. What's not kismet is anything involving Shane McMahon. I want to quickly just talk about the fact that both Raw and SmackDown sucked this week. And it was due in large part to Shane McMahon. He is ruining everything he touches. And it's not because he's the authority figure and, oh, he's, he's, this is supposed to be what we're, we, we're supposed to hate him. And, you know, eventually he'll get his comeuppance and he'll feel so sweet. It's the only reason the McMahon family and like the corporation and everything back in the nineties worked is because there was a back and forth, like Stone Cold would get his, uh, one week and, you know, get, get one up on him. And then the next week they would get him and he would, you know, go to jail or whatever, but he would always come back. Like there was a back and forth. And it was fun for that reason. This is just literally Shane wins everything. Everything he's in, he touches and, and his friends win. He wins. Uh, I shouldn't say his friends win because Elias still can't win a match to save his life. But that's yeah. not terribly surprising. <laughs> it, it's just everybody is getting more and more people involved in this dumb. It's not even an angle. It's just him. It's just everything revolving around him and on SmackDown and on Raw, it's different people and it's different storylines and it's just, it's not fun. And it makes both shows that, especially when he shows up, 
and they do anything with him, not fun. Outside of, I will say that him pouring the uh, beverage into the, the, the cup that he won and uh, drinking out of that was funny because I think it was probably a bad idea. <laughs> I'm guessing there was something in there. I like I, Drew's face when he did it was like, that's ah, not a great idea. Okay, I'm just going to drink out of this bottle. This bottle seems clean. I don't know where that's been. Uh, I, I agree that everything is, is going to crap. I think part of the reason, I, the, the, the back and forth is part of it as well. But before, it wasn't actually Vince McMahon getting physical with uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. He never physically beat Stone Cold Beyond. He'd pay other people to do it. And then he'd be like, yeah, I won the Royal Rumble. What are you going to do about it? And But Shane McMahon, yeah, uh Drew McIntyre will get his licks in and, and do some stuff, but then the Miz will still get up and be able to fight, and then Shane McMahon will put down the finishing blow, and that's lame. Well, that triangle fact, choke was stupid. Yes, the triangle choke isn't. It, it doesn't look good, and it's also. I I don't believe that it would choke anybody out, even if they've been you know defeated by three other men already. Uh, coast to coast is just lame now because he does it every single time out. Well, most times out, he didn't do it. Luckily this week, but uh, and the the, the little tiny baby punches. They, nobody believes they would have any damage. He he is winded when he gets to the ring. When he walks mm-hmm. to the ring. Like there's nothing about this man that looks physically imposing. Like if he, if he was jacked and and could like actually go for to a certain point. If he if he looked like Batista, where Batista, you know, he 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 looks winded after he gets gassed. It looks like now because he hasn't been doing it for a while. But if he looked like that, we would at least believe, yeah, he's gonna beat that guy's ass and he's gonna he's gonna look worse for it afterwards. But it's my my main point about this this week was when. Uh, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens had a brief interaction because they got to be, uh, uh, Sami got to be the special guest outside referee, which I didn't know was a thing, but apparently you can now have outside and inside referees. Uh, and at one point during one of the promos, uh, Sammy, I think, makes a point that Kevin agrees with, and he just says, thank you, Sammy, and he said, thank you, Kevin. <laughs> it's just just one little moment. It was like, oh, that's right. They're best friends, and they, they're total assholes when they were together, and I want that. I want that back. Like, let's, let's just do that again. Let's have them set up tables and critique things. That was fun. And we can't even have that because it's just, it's just a means to an end. It's just getting Shane McMahon to another point where he wins. And it's... Uh, I'm not, we're not going to spend too much more time on it. I just I had to bring that up because it's it's ruining both shows and it's not fun and nobody here is enjoying it. We're we're speaking for the entire WWE universe colloquially. We don't enjoy this. Stop it. Yeah, everyone's complaining about. It. Everyone's saying boo. It's not good heat anymore. Like there was potential for good heat, but it's just become so masturbatory. It's gross. I mean, the Revival are winning tag titles and nobody cares because it's it revolves around Shane and Drew is fighting Roman again. And that could be exciting. And they've done it a lot, but they, that could be exciting. But it's just it's just a, another storyline for Shane. So it's uh, I one thing I did like about the main roster this week uh, was the 24 seven stuff. It's still dumb. It's it, it's really dumb, but it is getting us a look at guys that we don't get to see. Like we get an entire I wouldn't even say segment. It's an entire show's worth of these superstars trapped in an elevator on Raw. And we get to see EC3, who talks. He finally gets to talk. He, he keeps a fork in the back of his tights so he can eat at any time when needed. So that's fun. 
Uh, he and Drake Maverick are still best friends. Drake Maverick is getting married, apparently. Uh, they form a bond. Like, all these people in this elevator decide to, you know, like, defend R-Truth once they... They don't. They still try and pin him, because, of course. But they, you know, uh, they act like they're all going to become a unit after this. And it... it it, it was just fun. It was fun getting to see all those guys. And Cedric Alexander, yeah. who hasn't done a damn thing since he came up, the, well, moved over to the main roster. It, it was just fun. And then Truth gets locked in the uh, crate on SmackDown, and so he's getting shipped to uh, Los Angeles. <laughs> so instead of trying to pry it open for one last time, Jinder Mahal just takes a ref and says, we're flying to Los Angeles, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Jinder Mahal not getting how uh, how travel and... And also, uh, space and time works, I guess, because he could have just asked that guy to politely put down the forklift, and I'm going to pry this open to get this man out of here. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> get on a plane. We gotta go buy a couple of tickets. We gotta go to Los Angeles. We gotta meet our truth so we can defeat him. Uh, that it's Again, it's really dumb, but it's earnestly dumb, and it's getting to see guys that and gals that aren't on the show usually. It... Uh... It's just pure fun. It's just pure wrestling, silly fun, and I wish they would do a little more of it. Like I would, I would like an entire episode where we just follow Truth and all the hijinks, and then down in the corner where normally uh, Kurt Hawkins will wrestle, that's where Shane McMahon is, and he's just talking the entire time. He's beating people up. Meanwhile. The show that we care about, the adventures of our truth and the ugly belt, just run rampant across the entire stadium. He could go through all kinds of stuff. He could have like seven matches, like actual matches. You mean not roll ups? Yeah, no roll ups. That should be he the can... new rule. Somebody, somebody, if Shane wants to get some face heat, how about he comes out and says, no more roll ups? Like that roll up does not count anymore for a pin on the 24 7 title. Like that's a rule I just made up. And I would be like, okay, sure. At least I'll take that. Uh, if AEW wants to like truly differentiate himself, just no roll ups, period. The roll up is the stupidest thing in wrestling. Uh, it's it, it's okay if it's not a pin. Like it's, and if it's actually where the match ends, it can be a transition. It can be a good. Oh, yeah, yes. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. But yeah, do do not let it end a match. Which, if it didn't end a match, you wouldn't do it in the first place. So, I, we well, I mean, it can it's, because what I really hate is the someone else's music played. Roll up. I forgot how to kick out because I'm listening to music. Well, yeah for for the longest time, that's exclusively how women's matches ended. Yeah, there, and there was, were stupid. There's enough women that uh, apparently, you know, were watching out for other women. So when they came down the ramp, it was time to oh, it's time to get ready to go. Oh wait, I'm in a match. I lost. Uh, I also want to mention uh, the the unseen players that didn't even get a 24-7 title shot this week because uh, Chad Gable appears for a hot second on SmackDown uh, in a non-audible uh, role and then actually shows up on 205 Live and has a match, which I will uh, talk about later. Uh, but we also have Nakamura and Balor apparently were a dark match on SmackDown, so you just didn't get to see it. But that was a match that you know everybody very much probably would have liked to have seen, and they decided to make that dark match. Uh, Mojo Rawley shows up on Raw, I think it was, and actually explains like what's going on with his face and what he's doing. But it was during a commercial break, as were the Iconics on SmackDown. It's like they don't have time because they're putting all this stupid Shane bullcrap and everything else into the show and rematches we don't want to see, and then the stuff we want to see is on the commercials. So you can't. I mean, you can go on YouTube and watch it, but but why? Why? Like, why do you have all these people and, uh, well, well, actually, we'll get to it right now because there's a ringside area uh, bit about Dave Meltzer 
talking about um, many, many more people, especially in NXT, but even in just the main roster uh, than we know about have like gone to people in WWE and asked them, okay, what, what do I need to do to get released? Like when, when can I get out of my contract? Cause I want to go to AEW like that. It just, it's so much more appealing right now. And apparently Stephanie McMahon actually had a meeting with, uh, I don't think it was the, I think it was with the talent. But it was like a whole presentation they gave that was like, you know, this is this is the best you're going to find. Like we we represent a global brand that you're not going to find anywhere else. And if you leave here, your career is basically over. Like you're not going to find the success that you find here. And that's just so tone deaf right now. Like maybe that worked before AEW was ever a thing or before the indies really became popular again. But that's just not true. It's it's not true, but it it's still kind of true. Like AEW does offer a lot of money. But AW is not going to pick everyone up. AW has a roster. Yeah, they'll pick up some big names. They'll pick up some people who will fit the exact role they want. But you can't just go from one to another. Like there's uh, the everyone has been saying, and I think that Cody and the Young Bucks realize that if they just pick up every WWE castoff, they become bad TNA. Oh yeah, good TNA built its own personality, its own group and from the ground up with a few uh known quantities coming in when it made sense your kurt angles your uh sting uh rick flair sting, uh i was gonna say cage uh, uh christian cage he was a good fit there people like that just be when they went bad is when they just started picking up everyone who had ever worked for wwe and so I really hope that people working for WWE realize that, that they need to be fully engaged, especially if they're not a big name talent, they need to be fully engaged and still build their brand at WWE the best they can or, w, or AEW doesn't want them. Yeah, that, that, that's a good point. Um, they definitely, you know, they, they, don't need all those cast offs because then they're just gonna have the same problem that NXT and WWE are having right now. It's like, oh, we have too many people, we have no place mm-hmm, for any mm-hmm. of these guys. So, um, that's definitely true. I, I think it more speaks to the unease backstage at WWE, like the, the interview that uh, John Moxley did and is still doing here, bits and pieces, and just you know, saying his speaking his mind wherever he goes. Uh, everybody is speaking up now that's currently there. They're currently still with WWE and like speaking out saying he's absolutely right. Like these are all problems. We need, they have to address these mm-hmm, Vince mm-hmm. Vince needs less power or something. We need different setups for the pr- superstars backstage. Cause it, 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 none of this works. Like we need more autonomy. Like I, even just giving them like what they used to do when, you know, stone cold and those personalities were a bit larger than life is like an outline. Like, here's what we need you to do in this promo. Go do it instead of read this verbatim. And if you don't, Vince is pissed and he's going to yell at you like that. That just doesn't work. And I, I know, I don't know what I'm talking about cause I'm not actually backstage, but I believe the things that people that are and what they write. And, uh, I mean, it, it, it plays out on TV. Like it, some of that has to be true because we're seeing it. And it's very boring. And stop it. I was there, there are problems that need to be solved. Absolutely. And I, I, it's 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 weird. I'm glad I don't work at a company where everyone airs all the dirty laundry and every person on the street has ideas of how to fix it. But 
I mean, I have ideas of how to fix WWE, so that is what it is. And, yeah, there will be, I'm predicting it now, a huge downturn. There will be big problems, and WWE will start to spin, uh, uh, tailspin a little bit, and then certain people will write the ship. I mean, and it'll be okay. September is when AEW starts their their uh, television show, and then October is when SmackDown starts on Fox. So around yep. that time, you're going to see a shift because there will be people watching a new show. Uh, they'll be getting a new product, probably some of them for the first time ever. They haven't seen something like this, and uh, SmackDown is going to change. Like I I don't think I have it in here, but they have a new logo that's been leaked, and so that that's the, a bad gonna, one, huh? It sucks, but yeah, the new logo. I, 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 I like it for its, like, 90s-looking suckiness. Like, it kind of harkens back to, like, the original logo in a way that's... I, it it okay, is what fair. it is, but they're going to get a new look. They're going to get a new... It, like, a lot of things are going to change. So, we're going to see a different AEW, WWE wrestling landscape by the end of the year. Uh, I'm excited to see what it is. I Like, by the time Survivor Series is around, like, what does that show look like in November? Because of all these changes that have had to happen, and... I. Yeah, it's it's exciting, but right now it's not exciting. And I, Stomping Grounds is coming up next weekend, and I there's like so little I'm looking forward to on that show that I I find it hard to get excited about it. But one one last main roster thing that does get me excited, and it's not surprising, it is Bray Wyatt. It is we we have no idea where he's going to finally show up to wrestle. Uh, rumors are flying that he'll he'll be at uh Los in Los Angeles this next week on Raw. Uh, so he may show up on the show. He may not. It may be his first. You know, out out of the Firefly Funhouse bit that he does, but we don't know. Uh, but this week, he uh, murdered another one of his friends when he squished poor Ramblin' Rabbit with a Gallagher mallet. And uh, A... I would have given him a dollar if there was the word Jack written on it somewhere. Anyway, carry on. <laughs> um, so... So it, we know that uh, he thinks that Ramblin' Rabbit, A, knows what's really going on at the fun house, and he's going to expose him, which is why he had to die, and also that he's filled with delicious Ramblin' Rabbit bohemian breakfast spread. Discuss. Uh, of course, every <laughs> rabbit is full of delicious spread. If you hit a rabbit with a hammer, you get breakfast spread. Everybody knows this, Jason. Progothos does not condone hitting rabbits with hammers. <laughs> I have to legally say that. I don't I I don't have to but I'm going to cuz don't do that. It's I I don't consider Bray Wyatt to be on the main roster right now. I I think I feel like they should start airing these segments cuz they air them on SmackDown again anyways just cuz so everybody can see it I guess. Uh and to kill time cuz we can't have, you know, a match that would fill that spot. Um I it feels like they should air them on NXT. Like have have one show up on NXT and not on Raw for once and just be like, "Oh, you don't know where these things are going to show up." Have one show up on YouTube that doesn't show up anywhere else. And it's like the 24/7 promos. Like we don't yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that's do the same thing with that. But it's like it should like exist outside the WWE universe. Like it should be like we don't know where these are coming from. Every time they air them there's like and now this is what's happening in the Firefly Funhouse this week. It's like no, no, we sh- we should not be able to control this. Like it should just start airing in the middle of a segment and they don't realize it and he's like taking over the airwaves and they have no idea where Bray Wyatt is and that's when he finally emerges and they're terrified of him because they think he's like an outer worldly being instead of oh, well the wrestler's shown up to wrestle now. So that that that's how I would like to see Bray Wyatt reemerge. Is like yeah, just 
outside of the WWE landscape. I think I I think that would be fun. Play one yeah, of his segments in AEW, one of the first shows. <laughs> see, oh, what, see what happens. Dude. He's not actually coming here, but it just it happens everywhere. We can't stop it. That, you can't do that. Then uh, the conspiracy theories would be right. Yeah, I'm fine with conspiracy theories as long as I know they're not true. <laughs> but then this one would be true. Well, yeah. Uh, so 205 Live, as I mentioned, Chad Gable shows up there, uh, surprise, as the opponent for Jack Gallagher, and they have an awesome match. Because Chad Gable, oops, I forgot about him, he's an awesome wrestler. Yeah, he is. If you didn't see Chad Gable wrestled AJ Styles when they were both on SmackDown, oh my god, go watch that match, it'll make you think, uh, that's his next feud, right? Like, that. that's, I think that was when Styles was champion, maybe. It was a non-title match, but I, yeah, it was just like, oh wow, where what is where have we been going wrong with this guy? Why haven't we been having him wrestle? So now that it, it seems like he is on two hundred five, because I, why not? Like he's not doing anything else. He's not waiting for Jason Jordan to come back. He's uh, no one's waiting for Jason Jordan to come back. Then. Man, every time I think about that, I'm just so sad that I'm like. I don't see a path for him at all at this point. Kurt Angle's gone. I don't see him coming back to be his quote-unquote dad. I don't see a spot for him anywhere. Like, it's just sad. Like, he, sh- he should just go back to NXT. Like, he-, he should be one of those guys that just shows up there again. They're like, hey, Jason Jordan's back. We're happy to see him. And that is not going to happen if he comes back on, like, a random Raw or whatever. It's just, it's just not. Um, and also, I don't think he weighs under 205, so I don't think he's going to show up there to help out Gable either. But, uh, yeah. Gable gets a match. It's awesome. He and Jack Gallagher. And also it ends with a, a count out, but Jack Gallagher get like jumps into the ring. I don't know if the timing was wrong or what, but he misses the 10 count. And so, you know, gets counted out and that's definitely going to be another match. Um, cool. The other, well, the other match we're talking about in 205 live is uh, Drake Maverick realizing after he's confronted by many people that he, uh, he's been sucking as general manager lately because he's been a little preoccupied with our truth. So he finally makes a four-way match saying the winner of this will be the number one contender at Stomping Grounds. And uh, Gulak and Tozawa both uh, come up as a double pin situation. One that was actually really well executed. Like, I, they, they've done Schmaz finishes in the recent past, and they really have not worked for whatever, like Joe's shoulder being completely off the mat. It's like there's no oh, way so he ever could have been counted. Or Miz uh, getting a pin broken up in a steel cage, which shouldn't happen. This one, actually, their, their shoulders are both down. They show up many times because they're very confident. We got this one right. And uh, so it seems like it'll be Tozawa versus Gulak probably this week uh, for a title shot. Which, again, good because more Tozawa. Gulak. More Tozawa. Gulak and more Tozawa. Yeah, it's, it, I honestly don't care who which of them wins because uh, they are both excellent wrestlers and fun to watch. And Gulak shows up on NXT again. So oh. it's, it's a good week for those who like Gulak, which should be all of you. <laughs> just saying okay uh nxt uk i uh y- you didn't uh, you, colonial nxt is all you got to watch this week correct yeah i was super busy this week i, I was very happy that i was able to watch as much as i was okay uh, so i watched my my normal stuff and then i watched a little i watched nxt sorry sorry uh uk nxt i miss you sorry 205 live i know i should miss you but i don't well, the UK brand, uh, you did miss a Travis Banks kind of retrospective. 
because uh, he's you know getting a title shot with uh, Walter. I think at uh, Takeover Cardiff. The boy's gonna get broke. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be ugly, but it's also gonna be really. It's not gonna be a Brock Lesnar type squash. I don't think. I think he'll oh, no. he'll he'll get some good offense in, and I I outside of his match with Devlin, I think it probably will be his best match in uh, the, on the UK brand. And so uh, that, that that's just a quick little video package of him. But we also get uh, Walter and his buddies of Imperium taking on all of British Strong Style. And uh, that's, I, I, mean, I don't have to tell you, that is a very fun match while it lasts. It only lasts. Yeah, I, I, you told me about it. I needed to watch it for it. And it was, it was a priority, but not the priority. Yeah, I would go back and watch the highlights. Uh, they're, they're definitely talking it up because there's yet another debut that happens in this match. So we have Imperium now being a four-man stable, and the fourth man is none other than Alexander Wolf. Ooh, that's right. Good. Sanity is that's officially good. done, and Alexander Wolf shows up. Uh, it's it's weird. He shows up in like a black outfit and like a black stock. He's covered in black, basically, and nobody knows who he is. And even the ref acts like he's a ghost. Like he's coming down. The ref is like, it's not like, hey, get out of here. You can't get in the ring. He's like, oh my god, he's here. It's it, I. It knows what I who I counted out last summer. It really, yeah, it really did look like. Oh no, I really expected him to bail and just dart out of the arena but uh yeah so alexander wolf shows up to help them and you know they're like okay is he he attacks taylor Bates, so it's like okay are the, are the two of them just feuding or whatever and then no he they do their pose in the ring with their hands behind their back and he definitely steps in line with them and stands there with them so he's he's definitely with them so now i'm like okay so does banks team up with british strong style just so he can get you know three other guys on his side because if it's him versus walter at Cardiff, which you know that, uh, come on, Walter, you can win that match by yourself. But he he'll probably have his three buddies with him. So I mean, would you want to have three buddies, or or does he does he team up with a Gallus and say, ah, you guys are shitheads, but I, they're they're bigger shitheads, so maybe you can help me take on these guys. I, yeah, uh, th- there's possibilities, and I uh, it's exciting because I I don't want to see uh, there's so many talented people on this roster now. I don't want to see them all together in a match but i mean if you're building towards like nxt takeover war game nxt uk takeover cardiff war games <laughs> that would be fine revolutionary war games i nearly passed out shane mcmahon style saying that uh it's it's a long title but uh yeah at lots of possibilities there and uh we also got a look at uh jazzy gabbert has her first official match on the brand this week and I liked her better in the Mayan Classic. I'm sure you know we'll see better matches out of her and everything. But she's, I mean, she's built as this like beast, and then there's a lot of things that seem like she couldn't really do. Like she's not as strong enough to pull off some of these moves yet. Maybe I don't know. It, it was it was kind of weird, but I'm not familiar with her. So I haven't ever seen her at all. She wears like no, really dark eyeshadow and like a tall yeah. mohawk and yeah, I've, I've seen her, but I'm not. I don't. I haven't seen her wrestle. Okay. So. I haven't seen much. I, I'll admit that. I'm sure you know she's got some indie matches that are amazing. But uh, uh, she and Ginny, who is the like fashionista in NXT UK, I think represent the biggest threat to Tony Storm's title. Who cuts a promo in the show and maybe was drunk. I don't know. It's like on a red carpet situation where they're interviewing her, and uh, so it's a taped interview, obviously. But it, she she's like slurring her words, and it, it, she really seemed like she was drunk. I hope they don't do a like uh, an inebriated storyline with her. I think it was just. I mean, I like ragging on Tony Storm, but 
I doubt she was actually drunk. It was just a bad promo. Um, or maybe it's just supposed to make her seem like she's, you know, a, a lazy champ and now she's going to lose because she's not focused. I don't know. The women's division on NXT UK is kind of not great yet, but I'm sure it'll get there. All yeah, right. And yeah. Go ahead. Considering your personal biases towards one of them. That's literally only the champion. Everybody else I like. I, I, I would. The champion is the face of the division. But she's not because she's not on the show ever. Like this, this interview was like her first time showing up since the uh, Worlds Collide thing. And that was an awesome match that she had. But uh, yeah, uh, she'll fight at Cardiff, I'm sure, and I'll I'll like it. And uh, yeah, it is what it is. They'll, they'll get better. Uh, NXT Colonial, we'll talk about now because I know you can actually uh, have thoughts on that. Uh, so did you watch the whole show? Yes. Okay. So you saw the women's match that started the show. I did, yeah. And you got to see uh, Io Shirai stomping on, on Jessamyn Duke's arm and really pissing off Shayna Baszler for the first time in quite some time. Yeah, I, I, I was wondering if she was more upset that she had hurt her friend or had stolen her move. Yeah, I think it's I think it's that she you, you don't do my stuff. Like, nobody does that. Like, that's... Yeah. I, she, she obviously would have no problem doing it, but, you know, when somebody else does it to her, it's like, hey, that's not fair! You well, took I don't my think move. She's so much of like a that's not fair to I think it's more like you're you're in you're on my turf, you're doing my thing, you're you're stepping to me. No. I'll fight you. Because she's not a whiner champion. No. She she's hangs not. out with people. She's very similar to how I think they're trying to build Valter, where she has a stable around her, but that's more for an out of an emotional need than out of a physical need. Which is more interesting. Like we don't need a Shane McMahon in every corner. We don't need a shame at Zan in every division. I will say that Walter uh, and Imperium, it really seems like he's just, he's not going to say anything, but he's just not, he doesn't care that they're there with him. Like if they weren't standing there, he'd be fine with that. It's, it's, it's more about them. Like they, there's like, Oh, we get to stand with Walter. And he's just like, eh, whatever. <laughs> just don't get in my way and we'll be fine. That's, that's what that stable seems like. It's not an emotional need. It's just, they, they want to be seen and, being standing with Walter, I think we'll get that done. Uh, so you got to see Gulak Kushida too. I don't. I don't think you got to see their first match, or maybe you saw I highlights. Did. Okay, you did. I'm uh, not going to turn down a, a Kushida Gulak match. I agree, and I agreed about this one as well. I uh, Kushida wins. He gets the clean submission win. So Gulak. I think this is probably it. I don't think we're going to see another in this series. It seemed like Gulak, you know, doing the handshaking thing on the way out, saying. You know, I don't, I don't, Kushida's saying, listen to these people, shake my hand. And he's like, Gulak, you could tell he's saying, I don't care about these people, but I will shake your hand. <laughs> I love that Gulak has good, such good body language. You can tell what he's doing, uh, even if you can't hear him. Yeah, the match is, is amazing. Like, I, I could watch these two wrestle. Uh, this could be a, a series that I would absolutely be here for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think this was more just like a, a way to emphatically put over Kushida's technical prowess. Like it's a, it was a passing of the torch of uh, the the technical wrestler of NXT title. So, yeah, which which is funny because you know Gulak. Uh, there's definitely a love for Gulak, but it's not. They want you to love him, and uh, I I love that they're you know putting on both brands and everything. But it's it. I don't know, 205 Live and NXT, especially 205 Live, he just doesn't get the look that he deserves. Like, he, he, I don't want him to go to the main roster because that would be terrible for him. 
but it would also get him a good look. Like show up on a SmackDown match and wrestle uh, 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 Ali. Just have an awesome ma- match with Ali and then leave and be like, oh, that's right. I wrestle on 205 Live, so come watch that show. I I think that would be good for him. But yeah, I, I don't necessarily want to see him move. Just show up wherever you want and wrestle dudes and be awesome. Yeah, just do a little tour. Tour of duty sort of thing. So uh, we get, for, uh, not Forgotten Sons, uh, we get Undisputed Era representing uh, them as Strong and O'Reilly. And that's because Bobby Fish, I, I, I think he got legit injured after their match or during their match uh, at TakeOver. And now he's got a shoulder elbow injury now. Um, that sucks. Yeah. That's considering he, it seems like he just got back from a knee injury that he still has a brace on for. Um, versus Bur- Borkin and Lurch. <laughs> Lorkin and Birch. Lorkin. Can we just call them Lorkin? So... I, I did notice that I they hold up fingers and you know, they point one that do, one does two and sometimes one does one I I I thought that was a joke uh, uh, Brandon Stroud likes to point out that you know it's, it's Oni so it looks like Oney and so he calls them Oney and Tui <laughs> <laughs> and I I realized that I, is that because of the fingers they're holding up or are they holding up the fingers because they've they've heard somebody on the internet once called them Oney and Tui like what I I I want to know how that resolves because I'm I'm curious but. Ultimately, it I think that's. I think it's just them knowing that they are very similar looking dudes, and it's hard to keep tag teams apart that look that similar. And so they're like trying to distinguish themselves somehow. And I really wish the Usos would do the same thing, uh, or wear red and blue pants. The Usos, I don't have as much problem. Akam and Razor are are my. I, I I can definitely tell them apart. I just don't know which one's Akam and which one is Razor. Right. Well, I don't care which one's Hakeem and which one's Razor. Um, I've been given no reason to care. No, no, you're absolutely right. I, I, I totally get that. I, it's just super sad that I, when they showed up at the in that fifty man uh, match at Super Showdown, I was like, oh my god, I'd forgotten AOP was a thing. Like literally, I it wiped like Men in Black wiped from my mind. I'd totally <laughs> forgotten they existed, and that's super sad because they were a very good thing for a hot minute in NXT. Uh, so yeah, Jackson Riker comes out and ruins that match. That seems like we're going to keep going for that. Uh, I, I, I know I say everything's going to build to a war games match, but it does seem like they're keeping all these guys together and fighting. So when we do get to war games, which I think is at the survivor series show in November, uh, then they'll have that match ready to go. I, 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 they should all be focusing on, you know, facing the Street Profits for the titles, but I I guess this is just kind of a grudge match, and I, that's fine. I love watching these guys wrestle, and uh, just about the time they're kind of gearing up to really murder each other is when Jackson Riker shows up. So I was like, damn it. And I know, I, luckily with NXT, I can look at my you know, timestamp and say like, oh, well, it's got like 30 seconds left, so something's not going to happen here. Like, this match is getting thrown out, and then sure enough, Jackson Riker shows up. You don't yeah. even know who he is. You saw this, and you still don't know who he is. <laughs> well, I was also doing other stuff. I was also reading the comic for t- our next show at the same time, so I have to maximize my utility. That's understandable. And also, I mean, I, you said he's forgotten, but I, I do love that the crowd chants, we forgot you, when he comes out. <laughs> yeah, that was great. That is, that is, it, it, it's it's clever, because it's, it's, it, it's his team name, but also, I mean, come on. It's easy to forget you, Jackson Riker. AEW news. Uh, not really any events. To, uh, I mean, any matches or anything to talk about. 
on my end at least i haven't really watched anything this week i know they've had stuff outside of aew proper but uh all out their next show their next big show in august uh has sold out it sold out in 15 minutes after tickets went on sale uh cleverly they had the graphic ready that instead of all out it says sold out haha ha. <laughs> um so that that's awesome news for them uh fighter fest which is their next upcoming event i think at the end of this month i think it, it may be the same weekend as stomping grounds maybe it's not uh but that is kind of a smaller thing it's being done in conjunction with a fighting game tournament which Kenny Omega is huge into, so I, I imagine he probably... Well, Cody Rhodes is to a lesser degree, but I, I imagine Kenny Omega was probably like instrumental in getting that uh, put together. But they've announced that they're going to stream that live, and it's going to be free. Free! Yes, so get that Bleacher Report live account uh, going if you don't already have one, and you'll be able to watch that for free. So I'm, I'm excited about that because I was like, oh, I, I, I mean, this is starting to get some matches that I wouldn't mind watching, and... It's, you know, it seems like it was just going to be a thing that's, you're live, you're there live and you get to see it or you don't get to see it at all. And they announced this and that's, that I, that has me pumped. So get to see some AEW action in the next no, couple of weeks. No, super smart just to get people, people are already talking about it. They got the buzz, but a lot of people haven't seen it properly. This will fix that. So this is great. This is very smart. And uh, John Moxley is continuing to cut promos on everyone he can possibly think of. WWE, AEW, uh, Japan, New Japan, it doesn't matter. Uh, he will officially fight Kenny Omega at All Out in August. So that is that has been signed. That is the match for that show. And uh, so we've got that. And then in July, I believe they have Fight for the Fallen, which is a an actual match benefiting uh, uh, gun violence victims. And I think all the proceeds from that show go to charity. I think I heard Kenny Omega saying it's, it's still weird to hear these, these guys are all wrestlers, but they're also the owners and like proprietors of the business. So like Kenny Omega, you know, like talking business out there, but also pumping up his match against John Moxley. So it's like, okay, what part of this press conference do I need to take my shirt off for? <laughs> like, that's how it is being a business wrestler. You have to like be ready with the suit, but you also have to be ready to take it off. So when you need to cut a promo on Chris Jericho, point at this camera not that one it's 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 got to be weird i i think that would break your brain but also you know ctes and stuff like that will actually break your brain so i guess this silly breaking of the brain is better than than that so fair enough fair enough that'll do it for this episode of pro grapplers we hope that you didn't hate the main roster stuff and you like the other bits that we talked about the funner more fun wrestling bits uh, we hope that you'll come back for the next episode. We thank you for listening. If you like it, you can subscribe. You can do that on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. You can also do that on Anchor, where we post the podcast. Um, it's a wonderful service. This is not an ad. I just love the service. It helps us post the podcast and get it out to everybody. You can find all the links to the show there. That is the link that I usually put uh, in the Twitter post. But um, yeah, it's just a great place to find everything you're looking for for the podcast. If you can do that, uh, if you can leave a review wherever you're at, please do. We love those. We appreciate those. Um, if you like this show, you can listen to our voices on a couple of other podcasts. You can find us on Digital Strips. We talk about the hottest web comics of the day and the news that you love to hear about the creators you love. And today I learned nothing. Have you ever had something funny to you, happen to you and you wanted to talk about it, but nobody would listen? Well, now the whole internet will listen, whether you like it or not. And that's today I learned nothing. 
You can follow us on Twitter. For this show, we are at P Grapplers. Individually, I am at the Jason Sigler. Well, individually, I am at Idahobo. We'll talk at you next week on the greatest podcast in the history of our sport. I'm amazing Jason Sigler. And I am Steve the Shin Kicker Shinny. We are building towards the Stamping Grounds pod... Hang on. That's a podcast. I meant to say show. We're building towards the Stamping Grounds pay-per-view. That's right. Stamping Grounds. George Carlin told us it's stamping, not stomping. Here on Pro Grapplers. Pro Grapplers? <laughs>